All right, and welcome to the Dynasty War Zone, the People's Dynasty Fantasy Podcast. I am your host, Memphis, at DFF Memphis, and man, have we got a show for you tonight. We're going to be talking about trades, and you guys love trades and not to, you know, cut in on the action of our friends over at the Dynasty Trades HQ Podcast, but with the NFL trade deadline just passed and the fantasy world trade line trade deadline fast approaching and what what a better subject so tonight we're going to have some listener trades and news and all the other good fun stuff but before i get into all of that let me bring in my my tag team partner my partner in crime the man of the hour the man with the power jerry sinclair at jerry sin dff on twitter what is going on jerry man the man with the power he says uh, it's good it's always good to talk football with you randy if you had one superpower though what would it be? Man, I, I'm not totally unprepared. Probably whatever Wolverine's got, because he's just angry as hell all the time and can't be hurt, and that's kind of what I need. You? See, I'm a flight what? guy. A flight. Hey, yeah. Easy easy for me. I, uh, I, I, I am designed to take a beating and not, not feel it, I guess. So, listen, this is episode 106, and, you know, we're already into week 10 of the regular season. We're going to talk about trades, but... uh. I, I kind of went behind your back and I and I put together a little contest uh, thanks to a mutual friend. Are you excited to hear about this? Yeah, let's wing it. All right, man. Well, listen, good friend of the show, Addison Hayes, at AmazeHayes underscore. He owns and runs an amazing data-based fantasy statistic website, ffstatistics.com. Now, you can go over there. There's tons of free content. I do... The majority, like 95% of my show prep for the Dynasty War Zone and the Fantasy Red Zone using ffstatistics.com. And they're on Twitter at ffstatistics underscore. So you can go over there, you can check them out. There's a good portion of that site that is for free. But there's also some very, very, very cool stuff uh, on that website that's behind a paywall. And so Addison, being a friend of mine, a league mate, and just an all-around good dude, he said, hey, man, I'm going to give you one complimentary one-year membership to ffstatistics.com. And I'm like, man, that's fantastic. But what we're going to do with that, because we're trying to get our, our ratings and reviews back up, because, you know, we're still uh, we're still building. You know, we're trying, to, we're trying to help you build dynasties, and we're trying to help build this podcast into the, you know, its rightful spot on iTunes. So all you got to do is just simply go give a five-star, screenshot it, and then ha- hit me on Twitter at DFF Memphis or hit Jerry at DFF, I'm sorry, excuse me, at Jerry Send DFF. Now you may say, hey Memphis, I'm one of the, the gracious souls who have already given you a five-star review. Cool. Grab your friend's phone. Grab your lady friend's phone. Grab your husband, boyfriend's phone. Grab it. Go to their iTunes. Leave a five-star. Screenshot it. Text that screenshot to yourself and then send it to me from your Twitter handle or Jerry. Uh, that's the best that I can do. So we're gonna give that. We're gonna keep this going through the end of the fantasy regular season. That'll be through week 13. So if you can get all the way through week 13, that gives us about four actual weeks. Jerry and I will draw a winner for a one year. And this is a, like I said, this is a pretty cool site. You should be over there checking it out anyway. FFstatistics.com. So. We'll continue to plug that on Twitter and throughout the show. But uh, Jerry, you ready to uh, 
You ready to talk some trades before we get in? We're going to do the show a little out of order. We're going to go right into uh, our trades. Are you ready to talk some trades? Trades are always better than news. Let's do it. Yeah, I would rather give a little extra time to these folks' trades as opposed to give too much time to the news. So we're going to kick off this first trade. The first trade comes from Jeremy Dane. Jeremy asks, in a 12-team PPR redraft, I'll make sure I make that clear. This is a dynasty show, but we love our redraft brothers and sisters that play redraft. So he wants to know, he's going to send Fitzmagic, that's Ryan Fitzpatrick, quarterback Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and he would get in return Matt Stafford, Isaiah Crowell, Carrion Johnson, and the Ravens defense. Jerry, where are you at on this one? This seems pretty slam dunk. Yeah, the package. I, I mean... The, I don't understand how you would go the Fitzmagic side. I mean, maybe it depends on the players you'd have to cut getting carry on and Crowell and everything. But yeah, the, the package for me easily, Randy. I I would agree. 100%. Pr- pretty easy call. Uh, Dirk Cutter, the head coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, is about as trustworthy as gas station sushi. So, <laughs> I mean, he, 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 could, he could have... He could have Fitzmagic start the first half, and, you know, he could change his mind at halftime and then be back out there with famous Jameis. At least Stafford. Yeah, spot- even if he was the starter, I would still say the package easily. But, but yeah, that's another point. Yeah, so what you're saying is, is even if, like, J- Jameis was on IR, knowing that yeah. you get Fitzmagic the rest of the year. I agree. I think at some point Detroit will turn this around a little bit. I'm I'm not super hype on Crow. Carry on's been, you know, but but anyway, I'll take Stafford. I'll take the security. I think they get it turned around. That one's easy. The next one comes to us from our friends at Ballroom to Basement. And I like this one. This is a one QB league, so a non-superflex. Dynasty. Back to the dynasty. PPR. Dion Lewis or Anthony Miller, rookie wide receiver from Dem Bears. Jerry, who you got? See, this one's a little weird. I'm going to go with Anthony Miller, but that's only just because I like the guy's talent. And from what we've seen from Allen Robinson, not been all that good. Now, this I'm, I'm going to do a little caveat on all Dynasty trades. If you tag me in a Dynasty trade, I will almost always comment on it. I usually don't vote because I don't like to vote on a vacuum because it's totally team dependent. But now that I got my little bailout out of the way, I'm going to go with Anthony Miller. Deion Lewis is going to help you win more this year, certainly. But if we're going long-term, I do like Anthony Miller, and I think he's going to be a player in this league. So that's my side. What about you, man? Uh, for me, it's real simple. Unless I'm in, like, I feel like my roster's top two, maybe top three, I'm taking Anthony Miller. So I'll give myself a little caveat as well. If I, And I'm a realist. We've talked about this in previous shows, talking trade, talking players to buy and sell. Because I, I have a pretty good finger on the pulse of my teams in all my leagues at most times. And I would have to consider myself a real, legit championship contender to not take the Anthony Miller side. So, and Deion Lewis would have to be a, a key cog in that championship machine. So, I think we're both leaning Anthony Miller. I like what I've seen. His quarterback will continue to develop as he develops. And I've always liked Anthony Miller's work ethic. So, you're looking at two Anthony Miller votes there. The next trade comes from Column, C-A-L-L-U-M, period. I like the period. It says, I mean business, and I like punctuation. So, this is a non-PPR. No points per reception, a.k.a. Kyle from the Fantasy Football Fellas might be a league mate of this guy. He wants to know, do you want Juju 
or Dalvin Cook? Jerry, where are you at? That's a tough one. I, I, I think it's team dependent for sure, but I think I'm going to go with Juju on this one. Uh, it's just because Delvin has the injury. I mean, he does get to play the Lions Swiss cheese defense twice a year, which is nice, but no, 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 no. I'm sticking with Juju. I'm going to at some point, you know, who knows what their running back situation is going to be in uh, Pittsburgh. I mean, James Conner likely, but who knows if they'll be splitting or anything. I'm going Juju. I'm, I'm not going to talk myself out of it. Juju Smith. Uh, this would not matter to me scoring format, whether it's PPR, whether it's half point PPR, no PPR, doesn't matter. Juju's 21 years old, got a pretty clean bill of health throughout his career. And then I got Dalvin, who I love. I mean, we saw his talent this, just this past weekend. But my fear with Dalvin is that I think he's had two shoulder surgeries. He's now got the ACL. He, I just don't trust his health. And he's a running back, and running backs take an ass whipping every single week. So I would much rather have Juju based on age, the position he plays, and the uh, fact that I think he'll be the wide receiver won there sooner rather than later, like sooner than we, than we think. I would say as early as next year and definitely in 2020. So Juju's got big upside for me. The next trade comes from Camden Rogers. Half point, PPR, Dynasty. And I like this one. This is one of those, uh, they're getting trickier as we go, Jerry. Aaron Jones, second year running back from the Packers, and Stephon Diggs, or Joe Mixon, and Sterling Shepard. Jerry, you're up. This is a tough one for me. Um, I feel like if this was a poll on Twitter, it would go to the Aaron Jones Diggs side. I'm just not the biggest Stefan Diggs fan, and I think Mixon is the best player in that deal. So I think I would go that route. Um, Sterling Shepard sort of scares me. That's definitely a huge downgrade on Diggs, but I do think Mixon's a big upgrade on Aaron Jones because I don't know if Mike McCarthy's ever going to fully commit to giving him the ball 17, 20 times a game. So I, I'm i going to go with Mixon. Uh, I don't know if you're going to go that way. I sort of think you're going to go the other way, but prove me wrong or tell me I'm right, Randy. Uh, I'm actually going the same way. I, I believe in Joe Mixon. Uh, he's a three-down back. He's got a three-down back skill set. Not a whole lot behind him that worries me in the ways of Mark Walton or Giovanni Bernard. And I think Sterling Shepard has shown the abilities to be a really good wide receiver, two to three in Dynasty. I don't trust Mike McCarthy in that Green Bay offense. And I A, don't trust Stephon Diggs to stay healthy on a consistent basis. And the fact that Adam Thielen's there is going to limit his upside. Now, going into this week, and he was injured and missed the week, so A, speaks to his injuries, and B, also speaks to his talent. Like I said, he was the wide receiver 9 in PPR going into week 9, but I think Thielen being there will cap his upside. He'll always be that fringe wide receiver 1 slash 2, and I'd rather have Joe Mixon. I think Joe Mixon has top 5 at the running back position upside, so I'm going to lead that side. Our second-to-last trade comes from FF Trade Tweeter. So this this particular Twitter handle, I'm, I'm assuming if you want to trade retweeted, you might put a FF Trade Tweeter, you know, in the group of people. This one going to hit home for you, Jerry, very quickly. The newest Dallas Cowboy, Amari Cooper, or uh, Kenny G, Kenny Galladay of your Detroit Lions. What you got? Ooh, man. See... 
I, <laughs> uh, I love everything that is possible with Kenny Galladay, except for the offensive coordinator that is running his offense. Not that Jason Garrett's much better. Um, that's tough, Randy. I think I'm just going to go with Amari Cooper. Uh, I'm going to guess they're probably pretty similar in age. I don't know off the top of my head because I know Kenny Galladay's pretty old. Yeah, they're uh, both in that re- twenty. They're both in that twenty-four year. I, without pulling their age uh, off of Wikipedia real quick, they're both in that twenty-four age range. Maybe 20, yeah. 23, 24. I, th- I think I stick with Amari Cooper on that one. Um, Marvin Jones is going to be in Detroit for a while, and they do like to sling the ball. But they're Bob Quinn of the Lions is building this team to run. So I, it, while he's gonna definitely probably be more consistent than Amari Cooper. I think end of the year, I think Amari's going to end up with more points. I'm going to go Amari, and I just like Amari Cooper. I think he's a super talented guy, and he was on a dumpster fire in Oakland. So uh, I, I can't Amari. argue the dumpster fire. I agree. But I'm going Kenny Galladay, and I will tell you why. I don't have a ton of faith in Marvin Jones, and I do have a ton of faith in Matthew Stafford. I know he's not played well the last two, three, four games. I get it. But we're talking about a guy with a solid track record of production. He's, I think he's 30 or 31 years old. He's going to be there for a while, whether or not Jim Bob Cooter sticks around or not. But I'm taking Kenny Galladay based on his age and mostly because of his quarterback. I mean, I'm, I'm going to add in a third guy, which is not part of this trade, but Corey Davis. How much better would Corey Davis be if he had a better quarterback? And I think at the end of the day, I would much rather have the wide receiver attached to Matthew Stafford than Dak Prescott. So that's my lean. I'm going Kenny that's G, and I, and I has saved the best for last. And uh, th- th- this guy has been a long listener to the show. I'm a big fan of his because I think he's a big fan of ours. And that's Chris D. Wright II, at Mr. Underscore Get Underscore Right, at Mr. Get Right on Twitter. Um, in a half-point PPR dynasty league, both teams contenders, he wants to know Antonio Brown or Cooper Cup and Cortland Sutton. So contender, half-point PPR, dynasty, Antonio Brown or Cooper Cup and Sutton. Hey, <clears throat> see, you got some good ones, man. Um, Jerry, it wouldn't make a good you... it wouldn't make a good show if I picked bad ones. Yeah, I guess that's true. Uh, I'm I'm gonna go with Antonio Brown. Um, that is definitely not the long term play for sure, but I think it can guarantee you a championship because he is still a premier talent, and he's awesome. And I've had him on my main dynasty league for the longest time. I actually just traded him this week for Odell Beckham. Um, but yeah. It just there's there's a lot of mouths to feed in Los Angeles on the Rams. It, you could uh, excuse me, Cup's been the guy, but Cooks could blow up, Woods could blow up, Todd Gurley's always going to be the one there. As far as Sutton goes, I, maybe I'm a little gun shy because I was such a Corey Davis fanboy. I I don't want to put a ton of love into him yet. I know he's in a good situation. He's a young talent. He's been hyped up since you know his college career started. Corey Davis got me a little nervous, so I don't want to commit too much. And if it was straight up Antonio Brown for Cooper Cup, I, I would still lead Antonio Brown. So I'm I'm going to go with, with AB84, man. I, I don't blame you because he's proven 
And he could be legitimately a league winner. I'm going to go the opposite way, and I will tell you why. This is Dynasty, and not to say that I don't. I think AB's got at least the rest of this year and all of next year. We'll see in 2020. I think I really do. I'm not a big fan of Juju, but I think Juju's on the come in that offense. Uh, but I'm going Cooper Cup. Prior to his MCL injury that cost him a couple of games, he was the wide receiver five in all of PPR. In spite of the fact that Brandon Cooks was there, in spite of the fact that Bob Woods is there, and, and he was still balling out. And I think he's in the next line of great slot wide receivers and BFF wide receivers with his quarterback in the line of Jordy Nelson and Adam Thielen. I think he can be that good. Now, he's a little bit older. He's 25, I believe, but I don't care. I, I, I think he's the goods. I think he's the real deal. I think him and Goff have a real rapport, and those two will grow old together, and that will always be his guy. I think when, that when uh, it comes time to start revamping that, that roster, that wide receiver core, I think Cooper Cup will be the last man standing, if you will, and at uh, least likely to be a cap casualty. And then Cortland Sutton. I'm all about that action. I think he'll have a new quarterback this time next year. I don't think Case Keenum is the answer or was the answer. I think he was the answer at the moment. But I think he'll either have a rookie or a veteran, like I could see Joe Flacco being released by the uh, by the Ravens in favor of Lamar Jackson. And I could see John Elway going the way of bringing in another aged veteran to try to get a couple of years out of him. Now, Joe Flacco's no Peyton Manning, but you get what I'm saying. So, long story short, I'm taking my boy Cooper Cup. I'm taking Cortland Sutton. And, uh, Jerry, we're going to move on to the news, but before we do that, we're ready for some business. You take care of some business? Yes, sir. Now, then, on this day right here, we're going to start taking care of business. All right, time for me to tell you about our sponsor, gtbets.eu. It is officially football season. So head over to gtbets.eu for a sign-up bonus of 100% cash up to $500 on the first deposit and 50% up to $500 on the second deposit. Now these bonuses are cash as opposed to free plays. There is also a favorite team points discount for two teams in the NFL, two teams in college football, two teams in the NBA, and two teams in college basketball for the entire regular season. That's a free half point on two teams in each of those leagues. There's also live betting on every NFL game. And be sure to subscribe to the DynastyFootballFactory.com newsletter, which drops every Thursday for other amazing promotions from GTBets.eu. Thank you for checking them out. Yes, sir. Thanks again to gtbets.eu. Head on over there and uh, use those promo codes. Hook yourself up a little bit of gaming action. But, uh, Jerry, we're going to jump into some news here. Uh, first bit of news, you kind of already mentioned it. Amari Cooper makes his debut with the Dallas Cowboys, winds up with 5 for 50-ish and a touchdown. What did you think in his first game in Big D? I, I thought he looked good. Um, he's, I mean... I don't want to jump too far ahead because I feel like a lot of people are really hyping him after that game because he did look good and he got the score. But, you know, that's that's still like an Amar, a standard Amari Cooper game. Like he's he's still going to have some some bad games because he's got Dak Prescott there and it's just the player he is. Malcolm Butler has been so bad and Amari Cooper just kept torching him. So I'm just I'm going to 
you know, I'm going to just wait a little bit on that before I go too crazy. But listen, anything is better than what he had in the Gruden offense. So it's a plus side if you're an owner. I I was just, you know, not surprised that Jerry was like, uh, we invested a first round pick in this guy. He's going to get targets on targets. And and, but I'm also going to be fair to Jerry and say, who the hell else are they going to throw to? I mean, Zeke looked really good in the passing game last night. And outside of that, Alan Hearns got a touchdown, I guess. But that wide receiver core is not good. So I think Amari is the first step into rebuilding that for Dak. Uh, speaking of Dallas wide receivers, it looks like it's not official, but it looks like Dez is in negotiation with the Saints on a deal now jerry i have one i'll talk about my one des share here in just a minute uh what does this news do for you as it relates to des and any value to an owner still holding on for dear life to a des share if you've been holding on to des this whole time then you're happy to hear this news because he could have ended up in i mean he was in the preseason it was cleveland and that i mean Listen, you'd much rather have Drew Brees throwing him the ball than Baker Mayfield. So that's good news. I'm not going to go out trying to buy Des Bryant, but if you have Des Bryant, I feel like you're pretty happy about this news if it does go through. It's not, not. I mean, you've been waiting for 10 weeks or going into your 10th week and all through training camp, so several months. We'll just leave it at that. And there's not a better quarterback that he could have wound up with, in, in my opinion. He can be that, you know, that big slot. I love what I've seen out of Traquan Smith. Michael Thomas is, you know, already a top four or five wide receiver in a dynasty startup. So this might be your last chance to sell. I don't know how much use he will have, but there's still going to be Dez fans and there's still going to be Cowboy fans out there uh, who loved Dez. Might be your last shot. I'm going to mix these next two stories together because they both involve your Lions, Jerry. One, the Lions finally cut bait on running back Amir Abdullah. Then they had Brandon Marshall in for a visit. Looks like Brandon Marshall left town without a deal because he was rumored to the Saints as well. So give me some thoughts on Amir and Brandon Marshall. Uh, see you, Amir. Bye-bye. Have fun. That was uh, that was a fun time. Don't let the door hit you on the ass. My man fumbles the ball too much. He doesn't – I mean, he can catch the ball okay. He's, he's going to sign with somebody, and there's going to be people that are, oh, he's going to be good. No, he's not. Don't waste your time. Don't do that. He cannot hold on to the ball. He fumbles the ball too much, and if you fumble the ball, you don't get to keep playing. As far as Brandon Marshall – whatever. I I don't think he's fantasy relevant. I don't think he's dynasty relevant. I don't think he's NFL relevant. And I love Brandon Marshall. Uh, Even though he used to smack my lines around when he was a bear, the dude's a boss, but your time has come. Let hang the cleats up, my friend. I would agree a hundred percent. And I think at this point in his life, he'd be much better off on TV. He was doing some weird CBS HBO hybrid show where he did a little bit of announcing, you know, like commentating on like a, a weekly show. Go do that. You're you're much better. You're much better suited for that at this point of your life than that. Uh, but before we go any further, I've I've dubbed Jerry the groin whisperer. 
Uh, a few weeks back, we talked about A.J. Green had a groin strain. Jerry said keep an eye on it. Lo and behold, A.J. Green played that very week and played well. This past week, Tyreek Hill pulled groin. Uh, Jerry said keep an eye on it. Jerry kept his eye on that groin. Voila, Tyreek Hill played well. Jerry, I don't think that you have this much magic in you this week because Geronimo Allison is now on IR with a groin injury and a core muscle injury. Were you ever a Geronimo Allison fan? And uh, as my show notes reads, it's a Viva La Marquez. What do you what do you think about this wide receiver situation in Green Bay? Well, I think it was the core injury that threw it off because I kept my eye on his groin, but it just wasn't good enough. Um, I I like Marquez. I always assumed that one of the rookies was going to blow up. It was just who was going to make the plays that did it. And it's been Marquez Valdez-Scantling, and I think that's going to continue to happen. He's been good. He's a big body dude that has been catching the rock. And when Aaron Rodgers throws you the ball and you catch it, he's going to keep throwing you the ball. So that I like it. I'm happy. I've got a couple shares of him. He's, like I said, big guy that can catch the ball in a good offense. What more can a dynasty owner want? Uh, well, apparently I wanted a first-round pick because we were talking about trades earlier earlier today in uh, one of my Q, one of my one QB leagues. A uh, gentleman, he had been on me hard for Valdez-Scantling, and I'm very, very well set uh, to tell you that just the, the nuts and bolts of it. Kenny Galladay is my fourth wide receiver. I would consider Tyler, Lock- Tyler Lockett to be my fifth or sixth in there with Scantling. gentleman offered me Devontae Parker, which you know, he's worth a bag of leftover Halloween candy. And what is cur- what is currently the one zero five in our league? So Devonte Parker, and the one zero five. I mean, this is a guy I had a uh, fourth round rookie pick invested in. Uh, I I couldn't say no. Yes, I know how valuable Aaron Rodgers' number two wide receiver can be. I heard a stat today. I don't remember where I heard it. So if it was your podcast, you're awesome. Love the stat that since two thousand eleven, Aaron Rodgers' number two wide receiver is like the average of like the QB, excuse me, the wide receiver 15, 16, something like that, which is really good. But you know what? I it, Devontae Adams are busting Green Bay for me. I couldn't pass on that that mid first round pick. So I do love Marquez Valdez-Scantling though. If you're a redraft player and you're listening, welcome to the Dynasty Warzone. Get into a Dynasty League. We love having you here. But uh, if Marquez Valdez-Scantling is on your waiver wire and redraft snap that dude up spin that waiver priority spin that fab dough get you some marquez valdez um next we're gonna go to cincinnati and uh i don't think uh, your groin whispering powers can save aj green this week because his this time he's got a toe and according to adam schefter he's gonna miss two games and then they'll reevaluate uh, and th- this has been, for me, this has been solidified by the fact that uh, they re-signed Auden Tate, rookie wide receiver, back to the 15-3-man roster. Uh, but on the good side, John Ross could be back. So in a dynasty format with a 30-year-old wide receiver, uh, are you uh, obviously you can't sell on a down note, but, but how soon are you waiting to move A.J. Green? I, you know, I don't think I am. I still think A.J. Green is awesome. I think I would hold on to him now. I mean... If you're a contender, I would try and buy AJ Green if that's available. Um, hopefully, he's not. Uh, if especially he's not on someone that is a contender, yeah, snatch that boy up, give him some picks if you can. 
But as far as everyone else in that offense, that's going to be the Tyler Boyd show and Joe Mixon, who we talked about earlier. Um, but yeah, I don't think I would sell AJ Green, Randy. If you are, tell me why. It would it would be based on roster. Um, if again, I was not a legit contender to win a championship, I would wait until he came back from this toe injury, and I would go to a guy or guys uh, that had you know some opportunities at their wide receiver position, and I would look to sell. Uh, but that that would be the the, the reason. I, I'm not giving a guy of AJ Green's talent away, but you know you do have to remember his age, and. This is just a little chink in the armor, chink in the value of A.J. Green. Speaking of wide receivers and injuries, it feels like it's all we talk about. I hate to always lead with injuries. But uh, Paul Richardson, wide receiver for the Washington Redskins, is also on IR. I think he's having knee and shoulder surgery. I hope he's got like a good like domestic partner to help feed him and take care of him with two surgeries on deck. But he's done. And uh, my note says, enter Maurice Harris, who we're going to talk about here in a bit, and Josh Doxson. Where are you at with these guys? I mean, I had never heard of Maurice Harris. I'm going to be honest, I haven't watched a lot of Washington football since Geis went down. But, I mean, Maurice Harris went, he got 10 catches last week. So, yeah, he's on my radar for sure. I mean, we'll see what Doxson can do. Uh, I'm not going to buy into that. I've already fallen for that a few times. But as far as Maurice Harris goes, I mean, if Alex Smith wants to throw it to him 10 times in a game, you've got to keep your little peepers on him. I mean, so, yeah, I mean, he's he's something. He's, something. he's, he's a pickup for sure. Uh, he caught a touchdown this week, but I continue to keep my eyes on Josh Doxson. I think he had three for 30 and a touchdown. He continues to be the in close to the red zone, the guy that I thought uh, Jordan Reed was going to be. Jordan Reed has yet to pop with Alex Smith, but both of these guys. Uh, it would be a shallower league in Dynasty that Doxon may be floating around out there. Uh, Harris was available in eight of my nine Dynasty leagues, so I got a feeling he's available in yours. Remember, waivers run typically on Wednesday, some a little bit different, but if you're like in a Scott Fishbowl, Maurice Harris is a definite ad. We'll talk about more about Maurice Mo Harris here in a little bit. Uh, Lev Bell not reporting for this week's game against the Carolina Panthers, and there's real talk that he may not show up at all. Uh, where does this you're – you're a Lev Bell guy. He was a Michigan State Spartan dog. That's your squad. Where are you at with Lev Bell? Jeez, man. Come on. Just say you're not going to play if you're not going to play. Why you got to keep – Bringing us on. Don't you know there's millions of people across the world that just are relying on you to score fantasy points so we can make fun of our friends after you beat them. But in all honesty, none of that is relevant to Le'Veon Bell's life, so I get it. But it sucks, man. And I saw that he's going to the Michigan State-Ohio State game this weekend. So I'm sure he'll get asked questions, so maybe we'll get a little something out of him. But, dude... Come on. Like, if you're not going to play, just say you're not going to play. This is what I don't – you're just playing games. You're like when I take my dog out to poop, and it, rather than poop after you wind and wind to go outside and you just sniff the same patch of grass for four minutes, uh, come on. Either poop or get off the pot. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I. these are all just rumors. And even good, well-connected people in the industry have been wrong. 
We've heard people like Adam Schefter make comments, Josina Anderson earlier in the season. You know, we heard week four. We heard week eight. We heard week nine. We've heard week ten. The latest rumor that I've heard is that he is, in fact, going to the Michigan State-Ohio State game, and then he's going to report on Monday because the Steelers play on Thursday night. They will resume practice on Monday. So we'll see. It's going to be real sketchy. James Conner continues to ball out there, so going to be a real interesting situation when Lev Bell, but that's why I pushed it way down the news. I'm sick to death of it. I don't even want to talk about it. Uh, More to come if and when he reports. Uh, Last bit of news is Donta Foreman is quasi off the pup, like he's back with the team, and that the Houston Texans have 21 days to activate him. This is significant news, especially for redraft, because in 21 days, it'll be the Sunday, between basically between now and Thanksgiving, they will have to activate him if they're going to for the rest of the season. And the reason why this is important is this past weekend, Alfred Blue out-touched Lamar Miller. And the head coach, you know, he was like, well, we're not trying to run Lamar into the ground. Bullschnikes. I don't think they have any faith in Lamar Miller. I think they're looking for a spark from this offense on the ground, a consistent spark. Lamar has shown flashes here or there. He always has. It's it's Lamar Miller 101. Uh, But if I did not look for Donta Foreman out there. He's on a lot of IR spots. But if you can get him as like a throw-in on a trade, you just don't want to come creeping up on the Donta Foreman owner with – you know, Donta Foreman for a fourth or whatever. It's going to raise your fellow owner's antenna a little bit. You're going to put yourself on the radar. Why? And then all of a sudden he throws Donta Foreman's name in Google search or uh, Twitter search. They're going to find out that he could be coming back. So don't tip your hand. Try to get him as a throw-in in another trade. And uh, that that's how I'm approaching Mr. Foreman. Where are you at with Donta Foreman? Any interest at all, Jerry? Uh, a little. That was an advantage. Advanced theory, though, of the throw-in. I like that. This is why I sit here and listen to you, because I get smarter like that. Um, Because that's exactly what someone would do, is just Google his name and then go, oh, wait a second, he's coming back. No, I'm not going to do that. Kiss my backside. Um, Listen, like you said, Lamar Miller was a whole bunch of poop. He just, he ate poop sandwich, and he loved every second of it. And while Dante Foreman is coming off a torn Achilles, which is... Not the easiest thing for a running back to come back from. The way that running back situation is going, he could take it. So I I would definitely keep my eye on it. And definitely if he's, you know, they say that he's going to dress and be ready, then yeah, hopefully you have him. And you'll know quickly. So if you can pick him up and then you find out, no, they're not going to activate, just drop him. Then it's no risk. That's, That's easy. Yep, keep an eye on that situation. Well, listen, that was a, a, f- a fun bit of news, but it's time for us to, to tell these folks where you and I were right and wrong. I, I will kick this right off where I was right on this past weekend, and that Adam Thielen, I didn't think Detroit was going to let him break Calvin Johnson's record against them. He had tied Calvin Johnson with eight straight 100-yard games. He needed that one. That would have been his ninth in a row of 100 yards. I thought Detroit would protect one of their own. I mean, A, no one wants to be the trivia 
question answer. Who was the team that Adam Thielen broke this record against? Oh, Detroit. Whose record was it? It was, you know, CJ's. It was Calvin Johnson's. No, I, I thought the Lions would step up, and they uh, they held him to four catches for 22 yards and a touchdown. Now, in all fairness to Minnesota, they didn't ever really feel like they were threatened. But uh, in a game without Stephon Diggs, I, I was still surprised they held him to that low. But I thought the under 100 was going to be uh, – was going to be a lock. So, Jerry, where were you? Give me an instance where you were right this past weekend. I was right with Keenan Allen, my friend. I never gave up hope on him. Now he still can't get into the end zone, which he's got Julio Jones syndrome. But you know, he finally was getting peppered. He was getting the looks that you know Philip Rivers wants to give him, and just hasn't. It just hasn't worked out for him as well as we had all hoped. I mean, this was the guy that was, I think, second or third in receptions last year. It just hasn't gone that way, but he's he's getting back on on track. I thought he would. Let's go. Just keep keep it going. Maybe get a touchdown. Maybe get a hundred yard game and a touchdown the week after. Let's just let's keep it going, man. Keep it going, indeed, Mister Keenan Allen. I'm gonna give you a little bit of this. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy. For Keenan Allen, let me tell you where I was wrong. I was actually right and wrong, and this one hurt. And you and I discussed this off air. Um, without going into too many specifics. So on the Goat District podcast, which I kind of like the engineer, recording guy, and I I do chip in, and then on the Fantasy Red Zone, I said that Duke Johnson was a really nice start this week because going into the Week 9 game, Kansas City had been giving up an average of seven receptions a game to the running back position. And I started, you know, man, Duke Johnson, that's a good play this week. I, I like that. And I had him in my daily lineup, my tournament. And $3 tournament, and I was listening to another podcast that had Elvin Silva, the GOAT of Roto World, on there, and they were talking about how DJ Moore was, at his price, and they were right, was a really good play. So at the last minute on Sunday, I swapped out DJ Moore for Duke Johnson. And I ended up winning 15 bucks on my $3 investment, so not bad. Had I left Duke Johnson in, the difference in points between Duke and DJ Moore, I would have won $750. So it ended up costing me 735 real dollars on Sunday. But a lesson learned, when you do your research or you listen to a podcast like us where we do our research, and, and, and again, Evan, Evan Silva's, you know, like I said, a goat. And he had very good numbers to back it up. And I was like, man, that's damn good research. I respect that. I'm, I'm going to give that a try. Now, in fairness, I did leave Duke in my other, my, uh, my 50-50 DFS game, which I also won. Thank you, Duke Johnson. But, yeah, I pulled him out of my tournament. It cost me 700 and, uh, 735 bucks. So, on that one, I'm going with a little bit of... Uh... But uh, I'm not impressed by your performance. Yep, that's strictly on me. I made my call and didn't have the stones to back it up. Jerry, where were you wrong this weekend? Uh, this one sucks because I was on such a good DFS run. I had hit on everyone except week one with Matt Breida, and I said, go with Devontae Parker. Well, yeah, well, Kenny Stills played. Danny Amendola came back. He went one catch for nine yards, I think it was, off the top of my head. So that is correct. I, yeah, I did not help anybody with that one. But if it makes you feel any better that if I did cost you, I also had to play him with a bunch of bye weeks in my main and oldest fantasy redraft league. Now, I did win, but that's because I have Cream Hunt, who is such a sweetheart. 
just a wonderful angel that is bestowed upon us as fantasy owners. Uh, but yeah, so Devonte Parker had me sweating a matchup that I should have easily won. So I was definitely, definitely wrong for trusting Devonte Parker. How many times do you think I've said that in my life? Uh, more than one. Uh, the, the next instance where I was right was Isaiah Crowell. If you're listening to the Fantasy Red Zone, which drops on Saturdays, iTunes, uh, Podbean, those are the two main platforms right now. Working on getting it on some others. It's a, a lot going on. But I, I said that no way, man. I'm not playing Crowell. Uh, he'd been a poop sandwich wrapped around one good game against Denver. He'd been sub eight points in four or five games with the exception of that Denver game. He didn't have a very good outing against Miami last time. And he was some podcast host, you know, start of the week. And a lot of people were like all, all about Crow this week. Fire him up against Miami. And they were basing that off of the craptastic game they had given up to Lamar Miller earlier in the show. And I, I didn't buy it. And what did Crow do? He went out and uh, gave you yeah, six points, three, you know, 13 rushes for 49 yards and one catch for 11 yards. Uh don't trust the crow. I don't trust that Jets offense unless your name's Chris Herndon right now. So that's where I was right. Jerry, where were you right again this weekend? I was right with Lamar Miller. He's He, he just can't be trusted. He's, uh, he had two good weeks in a row, which was sort of surprising because he, he doesn't score, and he actually got the scores in those games. And then he just came out and did what Lamar Miller does, the same thing that we've seen over and over and over again. So it, he's, if you have to start him in your flex, it's not the worst thing in the world, I guess, just because most flexes are sort of like that. But yeah, Lamar Miller, I was right about just not loving him, not trusting him. You never feel good when he's in your lineup because you're like, okay, that's four points. And then, uh, you know, the times he scores, you're, you know, you're super happy. It's like you, you actually hit on it, but normally just clouds of disappointment raining upon you uh that was like poetry clouds of disappointment raining down on you that's everything but lamar miller's name actually uh the next the, the, my, my second instance of being incorrect this week was being super excited for Cortland sutton and even though the secondary in houston is trash the the defensive line is not jj watt and jadavion Clowney. They can get after a quarterback, and I think that's why you saw a lot of uh, short passes to Jeff Hurlman, the tight end. No, I don't think Hurlman, or however the hell you pronounce his name, is the beneficiary of Demarius Thomas being gone. Cortland only had five targets. He converted three of them for 57 yards. So in PPR, he didn't kill you. He didn't leave you a goose egg. Uh, you would have liked to have seen you know, 12 to 15 as a floor, but... Again, he left you with eight, not a complete tragedy, but I look for his targets to continue to increase. So I was wrong on Cortland Sutton, had him fired up uh, in one league. Not not the end of the world. I think better days are ahead for a rookie wide receiver. Jerry, what was your second spot of being wrong? Uh, that was Cordero Patterson. I honestly never thought we were going to see a time where he was fantasy relevant, and that was wrong. He's Listen, leave it up to the Patriots to find talent in somebody. Of course they did. I mean, 11 carries, 61 yards, he got a touchdown. He looked pretty good. When he when he was getting carries a couple weeks ago, I was like, okay, this is weird, you know. Um, 
But yeah, he came out this past week looking good running the ball quick too. Like he he could get you 12 yards in an instant. Now he's not going to be long-term good with Sony, but it just it, it was good to see, you know, it was good to see the dude actually, you know, I mean not prove me wrong, that's not fun, but you know, be good, be relevant and help his team win. Nobody wants to look bad in front of their friends, but uh the, the next instance where I was right was Dion Lewis. I was a big proponent of Dion Lewis in the offseason. Listen, if you want to know my comparison for Derrick Henry, take a bag of trash, spray paint the number 22 on it, and look at that bag of trash, and it has just as much fantasy upside as Derrick Henry. Uh, Dion Lewis, I mean, he way out-touched him. He had 23 total touches. He had 122 total yards, 22.2 PPR points, got in the end zone on the receiving game, and that's only going to continue. I mean, he's got the revenge game narrative this week against uh, New England. I've, I've been high on Deion Lewis all offseason, and I've been hating on that hefty bag with the number 22 on it, Derrick Henry, all season, so... Very happy to see my man Deion Lewis, and if if we talked about him in the trade segment, if he continues to get touches, he's going to be very valuable down the stretch. Jerry, bring it home with some good news. What you got? Uh, It's sort of good news. Uh, We're talking about the other Jets running back, Elijah McGuire. I was getting a little bit of love for him. People were liking him, and I just coming in cold like that. Crowell was still there. I mean, he got seven carries. He only got 30 yards. It's just, you know, it, I, people, I, we're seeing people say he was going to be DFS. They were going to start him, and people were putting, make sure you put him in your lineup for the bye weeks this week. And I thought it was crazy, and it ended up being crazy. So I'm going to pat myself on the back for not falling for that Fugazi of a running back. He dropped a fugazi on you. What, yeah. what you, you from Brooklyn? There, you moved from Detroit. To your, your, you got a nickname, I, I, a nickname like I Lefty. Wolf of Wall Street last week. So. Wolf of Wall Street. When I think, when I hear the term fugazi, I think of Donnie Brasco. Both great movies. So listen, speaking of great and people who have a good understanding of the spoken word, let's let's get our boy Lord Bigglesworth and let's go to Overreaction Theater. You ready? Yep. And welcome to Overreaction Theater, where everything you observed deserves immediate reaction. Ah, good old Lord Bigglesworth. What's that Twitter handle again, Jerry? That is at LD underscore Bigglesworth. Everybody loves the Queen's English, man. He's got it better than I do. Well, listen, I'm not re-overreacting to Kenny Galladay's two-week stretch. You know, he's only had five targets in the last two games. And I think this entire offense is out of whack. They, they traded Golden Tate. They're in the process of finding themselves. I heard a great stat on our at DF underscore network on Twitter, uh, sister podcast, the Dynasty Trade HQ podcast. Shane Manella and Jeremy were talking last week that when Kenny Galladay gets six or more targets in a game, he averages 17 plus PPR points. And I'm sitting here wondering, can we get this man the targets? He had one target two weeks ago against Seattle. And this past week, he had four. He's had five targets in two games. Come on, man. Golden Tate left an average of 10 a game behind. Yes, it's not been looking great for the Detroit Lions. 
But I'm I'm still holding out hope. My concern is they are past their bye. They had a week six bye. But that's okay. I'm not freaking out on Kenny Galladay. And if it depresses his price at all, I would definitely be looking to buy Jeremy. Jeremy. I'm, you got a new name, Jeremy. <laughs> Je- Jeremy yeah. Sinclair. Jerry, who are you not overreacting to this week? I am not overreacting to Jordan Howard. He has been getting in the end zone. So he's got that. Oh, he's doing good sort of narrative about him. Wrong. Totally wrong. 47 yards, 81 yards, 39 yards the last three games. But he's got four touchdowns over those three games. So he's got this narrative like he's not the second coming of Derrick Henry. Now, he's better than Derrick Henry. Don't get me wrong. I'm just a little bitter. But, hey, not buying it. I just, if you're trusting Jordan Howard to be your RB2, I really think you're going to lose your playoff matchup when he goes 14 for 47 like he did this week, but he doesn't get you the touchdown. So Jordan Howard, not buying it, not going forward at least. Uh, I, I can't say I disagree with you. So um, Jerry and I are getting ready to take you value value shopping, and we're going the bargain bin. I'm going to let Jerry go first. Uh, Jerry, what was what, your bargain bin player of the week? So I had a little a sleeper in the my rookie drafts that I went everywhere. I got him in every dynasty league I had because he was one of those guys that either went undrafted or the fourth round, and I would take him in the third. Richie James, Middle Tennessee State, now San Francisco 49ers. So Trent Taylor didn't play, so he got to do the slot duties. He's he's a little guy, but he's so shifty and he's quick and he can just explode. He took a Nick Mullins slant and took it 45 yards down the field and it just warmed my heart. Just seeing a seventh round pick like that that I've I've loved since his college time turn it into production on the field was so good to see. I can almost guarantee he's going to be available in your leagues. But if he is, I'm grabbing him. I in the leagues that I didn't have him or that I had dropped him to pick up other guys, I snatched him right back up. Come back to Papa's team. You snatched him right up. All right. Uh, I, I, I wrote the show document, so I got the, the head start, and I, I took Maurice Harris, uh, the aforementioned. We talked about him earlier in the show when we talked about Paul Richardson heading to IR wide receiver for the Washington Redskins. I mean, the guy got 12 targets. Now, I don't know how that, you know, transpires if and when Jamison Crowder comes back, but I do not care. Uh, Anyone who gets double-digit targets is is worth an eyebrow raise, but maybe you don't have the fab budget yet or left to pick him up because you you spent it earlier in the season. Cool. I've got another one for you. Uh, I've got Logan Thomas, tight end of the Buffalo Bills. Now, it looks like Nate Interception Peterman will be at the helm for the Bills this weekend. They're playing the Jets. Now, the Jets have been a bit of a tight end eraser. Uh, They held Trey Burton in check. Just the, the Jets' defense against tight ends has been fairly stiff. But Logan Thomas had eight targets last week at the hands of Nate Peterman, and he converted seven of those for 40 yards. Uh, with Gronk likely out again because New Orleans, excuse me, New England is on by in Week 11. 
I could see them letting Gronk rest one more week, get him healthy for that stretch run. Man, keep an eye on Logan Thomas uh, with Nate Peterman playing. If your regular tight end's on by, maybe even playing Kyle Rudolph as an example of a guy who's on by this week. Uh, dirt cheap, probably free. Look for him in those tight end premium leagues. I mean, what the hell? Deep dynasty. You, you can't go wrong. So, uh, Jerry, a segment where I stayed hot last week was the DFS darling. You, uh, you, self, you self-admitted said uh, you could have done better. But I'm going to give you a shot at redemption. Who are you recommending this week? Uh, you actually talked about him a little bit earlier. My man, Kenny Galladay. Uh, I was for the second week in Galladay. a row. I was gonna... Oh, sorry. Sometimes I sing. <laughs> love, love it. Uh, for the second week in a row, I was going to go Amari Cooper, but he wasn't on DraftKings, so I wasn't going to just go one site, one person, one site, another person. Uh, Kenny Galladay, though, 5,800 on FanDuel, 51 on DraftKings for all year. Stafford's good. You know, with Golden Tate gone, that's just going to open up targets. Marvin Jones can do his thing. Kenny Galladay's still capable of doing unbelievable things as a wide receiver in this league. Um, while the Lions do break my heart and I hate them most Mondays, it, they still have talented players with Stafford and Galladay, and they should be able to just rip teams up. Kenny G, please get me on track. Don't Devontae Parker me. The the sweet sounds of Kenny G in your lineup. Uh, yeah, I mean, you heard my man Shane Manella's stat. He, he said it. When he gets six targets, he does good things. Matthew Stafford, I've done nothing but defend you. Uh, in this on this podcast, do us a favor, get Kenny G some targets, make Jerry and I look good for having you and Kenny's back. Uh, I'm gonna go to the well again on Marquez Valdez Scantling. So the Dolphins are going to Green Bay, and this is a must-win game for Green Bay. They are three, four, and one. They're not too far out. The Bears are five and three. The Vikings are 4-3-1, and one, so they're still right there in the division. they got to get this win. And I love Dolphins cornerback Xavier Howard. Now, do I think he completely shuts down Devontae Adams? No. Uh, I, I'm always playing Devontae Adams. He's a beast. He's the number one. He's going to get the targets. You, you roll that man out there. But I think Howard can give him a, a good game, and I could see Mar- I could see old MVS. That's what he's going to be from now on. MVS. I could see him just having a game. He's had a touchdown or a hundred yards in four straight games. This uh, this is the rookie to own. He's a great play on on DraftKings. He's five grand on FanDuel. He is fifty four hundred. He is going to be a free. He's going to be a free space this week in those dfs lineups and tournaments allow you to pay up elsewhere so i actually built a lineup today with valdez scantling in it that allowed me to get julio and keenan allen on the same team so uh that that's where i'm at uh jerry uh how did you do on your your gt bets game of the week last week uh that would be three wins in a row randall we are we are streaking and i don't mean like out in the quad I mean, I've won two in a row. You've won three in a row. So our, our bad fortune from early in the season has slowly turned around. Uh, I had the Saints last week 
Uh, I had it initially plus one at home. That line shifted a full three points. By the time the game kicked off, the Saints were giving up two. But I had the Saints. wouldn't have mattered either way. The Saints were, were the right side. Jerry, who did you have, and who do you have this week? Uh, I had Atlanta at Washington last week, and Atlanta was – uh, Washington was favored in that game, which was outrageous. Atlanta won by 24 or something. Uh, this week, where is it? This week, I'm actually going with Washington, plus three at Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay has a historically bad defense. I saw a stat today that if they had only given up 27 points in each game, they would be 7-1 and one right now. But because their defense is so bad that they're three and five, I believe they are. So I'm going to go with Washington. Um, it's just because I don't really trust the Bucks. I feel like every other week they're something new and different. And I feel like Washington with Alex Smith, and if they can, I mean, if our man Maurice Harris is a dude and we got Alex Smith peppering him, okay, I can see it. So I'm going to go Washington plus three. I, I think that's a very good play. And, and as you said that, it, it, maybe I should have made Maurice Harris not only uh, one of my bargain bin players, I should have made, maybe have made him a DFS darling as he's got to be dirt cheap. I don't know his price, but... It has to be cheap. It's got to be free, man. And the nickel corner, I don't remember his name, of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers is trash. I call Derrick Henry trash. That's unfair to compare the nickel corner for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as being trash. So I, I love this Harris kid. Maybe you can plug him in as well and really build up at the top because I, I think that's a solid play. I also think that it's going to be harder for Washington to run the ball because their offensive line's banged up. So maybe that short passing game is an extension of the run game. I think that's a great call. I, I'm going to go with a big road dog. Uh, and I don't mean the road dog, but a road dog, I'm going to take Russell Wilson. So you mean to tell me I can get Russell Wilson and 10 points in the NFL? You've got to be kidding me. Uh, I, know, I, I, I know the L.A. Rams just got beat in a very tough game at home, but if I, I, I look at these things as quarterback play. Uh, Seattle was at home last week. They only got to go down the, the West Coast to L.A., the, the Rams did all the traveling. They flew all the way to New Orleans, all the way back. Uh, the Seahawks, uh, they, they lost a heartbreaker on the last play of the game. I don't, I'm not saying the Rams lose this game and lose two in, the row, in, a, in a row, but I do think that the Seattle Seahawks are playing good enough defense and good enough offense to keep this thing. I think the Rams win by four. I've got this one, 35 31 Rams, but that means the Seahawks cover. I'm taking the Seahawks. So, Jerry, let's wrap this thing up. Uh, one thing I wanted to ask you earlier, and I didn't, so what do you do with the trade deadline in your dynasty leagues? I know in redraft leagues it's typically, for me, it's the Thursday, or excuse me, the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. So what are some of your trade deadlines, do's and don'ts? Okay, so we actually had a little bit of a situation in my main dynasty last year. The contender had running backs. Someone that was in the playoffs had running backs out because we we do two-week playoff matchups, so there was still bye weeks that first week. Um, 
So he asked me for DeMarco Murray, and I said I wanted a first-round pick, which ended up working out, obviously. But So I snapped that deal. I said, okay, thank you. Um, but everyone was pissed. So, you know, we, we all took a vote, and it ended up – it held strong. He ended up losing the matchup anyway, and I got a first-round pick out of it, which was glorious. Um, but we, we changed the rule that now the trade deadline ends in the playoffs. But I, I'm I'm not opposed to any rules, really, as far as trades go. I didn't hate it, which is why I did it. I I got to benefit because someone else was a contender and needed someone on my team. I don't see a problem in that. But going forward, we did do the no playoff trade rule, which I'm I'm also fine with. What about what about yours? You got anything crazy like that? Uh, me and my buddy JD, we're in a league uh, called the Goat District League. He he runs several great leagues. We've got a one QB. We've got a super flex. We've got a we've got a best ball. We've got just about every kind of of league you could imagine. And so he and I put our heads together because this is a hyperactive trade league, and we don't ever want to do anything that squashes or curtails action. So what he and I did was instead of most dynasty leagues, at least the ones that I'm in, all trades go through instantaneously. Right. Well, what we did was is uh, after week 12, 12 or 13, we shut down trades for playoff teams. So what we did, we took it off auto pass through. So like when a trade gets accepted, now it required commissioner's approval. So any trade not involving playoff teams got pushed through by him, the commissioner. Any trade involving a playoff team or two playoff teams got held up until one or both of those teams are out of the playoffs. You know what? If you were in the bottom six teams and you wanted to trade, trade away. Have fun. Knock yourself out. You're not playing for anything but funsies after that point anyway. But if you were in the playoffs, you are not going to change the the future or the fortunes of this league with a last-minute crazy trade. So that's what we do. Um, keeps the action going, but uh, keeps it fair and everything above board. So th- that's like the last thing I would add. I like it. I like it. And just a quick little input there. Maurice Harris on DraftKings uh-huh. is 3900 So I, I, that, that's free. That That that's, is free. So it's 1200 cheaper than Kenny Galladay, who was my DFS darling. So, so. that's like your bonus DFS darling. I, lo- I love it. your bonus DFS darling. I love it. Well, again, make sure to check out our sponsors, gtbets.eu. Make sure to give us a five-star. You can write a review if you want to. That's great. I read every single one, as does Jerry. But all you got to do is get a picture of that five-star, screen cap it, post it on Twitter. Uh, You can DM it to me. You can DM it to the show at Dynasty Warzone. And we'll add you in. We're going to run this through week 13. We're just trying to get our reviews up. Uh, Again, if you've already done a five-star, thank you very much on behalf of me and jerry but uh, like i said still your girlfriend your boyfriend your husband your wife's phone your best friend still all their phones you can get multiple entries i don't care how you do it i'm just looking for five stars we're trying to grow this thing uh but thank you so much for listening jerry anything on the way out no man i think you hit it all i hit it all so on behalf of jerry i am memphis check us out on twitter we will be back here next week with more shenanigans Bye.